Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. So good evening and welcome to Charlton Live. This is the big match preview looking ahead to Saturday's trip up to the Kassam Stadium to take on Oxford United. My name is Louis Mendes and joining me to do just that and talk about a little bit of exciting news that they had at the Valley earlier on today. First up, his first show of the season, Mr. Lewis Cat. How you doing, Lewis? Yeah, really good, mate. Thank you. How are you? Yeah, not too bad. How's your summer been? Yeah, good, to be honest. I think it's been made better by the anticipation of football coming back and Obviously, the Euros was a good distraction, but yeah, knowing that we'd be able to get into some grounds and watch some football uh, from the start of the season was a real, a real positive. And yeah, it's nice to be back, isn't it? Doing the show as well. Excellent stuff. And a man who's always positive about absolutely everything, Mr. Tom Wallin. How are you doing, Tom? Yeah, very well, thank you. Yeah. yeah, good to be back again. Yeah, good to have you back on the pod. So on today's pod, well, you may well have seen earlier on this afternoon at the Valley the announcement of the signing of Charlie Kirk. We did mention on Sunday's pod, uh, as did everyone else on the internet, that we were in for him. Well, he's uh, finally signed on the dotted line today. We're going to hear a clip from the man himself very shortly and from Nigel Adkins on his latest capture. Of course, uh, look back at the uh, cup defeat against AFC Wimbledon and we will look ahead to the game with uh, the former Charlton manager Carl Robinson's Oxford at United. We're here again from uh, Nigel Adkins as we look ahead to that game. We've got plenty of your tweets and emails to get to as well uh, as we welcome the signing. Charlie Kirk has arrived at the Valley today, a four-year deal for the youngster, twenty only 23 years old. Plenty of potential there, plenty of potential he's already realised uh, whilst playing at Crew Alexandra and he was delighted to finally get the move over the line. It feels really good to finally get it over the line. Um, I'm buzzing to be here. This, the stadium is unbelievable and obviously I'm just really happy to be here now and get it over and done. There's no hiding on social media, it's all been out there and what have you and but it's knowing the fans want me here and really pushing for me to be here is that's one of the factors that made me really want to come here as well to be honest with you. So I just can't wait to to put on a show from now. There we go, just a clip there from Charlie Kirk. If you want to hear the full exclusive interview it's on Charlton TV so make sure you sign up to that on the Charlton website and hear what Charlie Kirk has to say about finally getting the deal over the line here at the Valley but I mean we've been calling out for a left winger and we've been calling out for a player of the quality of Charlie Kirk I think Tom I think that's fair to say every signing that's come in so far obviously we know we need more but they're they're, they're ticking over now and every signing that has come in has been a good one and Charlie Kirk has just added to that list yeah, very, very solid bit of business. Uh, and as you say, it, it seems like it's been on the cards for a little while. Uh, but obviously it's been delayed. I don't know exactly what the reasons are, but we've got it over the line. And um, for me, an exciting part of it, and I don't think we really talked about this enough last week, is we've got him over the line on a four-year deal. And there's a lot of players now 
uh, that we've signed this this year that are on two, three, four year deals, and I think that's just a, a sign of intent from from Thomas about what he wants to do. You know, he doesn't want people coming in and disappearing after a season, or if they do, he wants us to have that leverage of well, they've got another two, three years on their contract, so you're going to have to pay up for them. So, yeah, uh, you know, I'm not going to say that I watch Crew week in, week out, but you, uh, you obviously, he's played against us a couple of times. I know, I know what he's about and. His stats speak for themselves. I think it, you've got to look at it and think in, in a Nigel Adkins team, he'll be looking for up to 10 goals at least. Um, and he brings a lot of assists with him as well. So, yeah, for someone like Jaden Stockley, who obviously feeds off off balls into the box, you know, as his main main way of scoring goals, you'd have to think with DJ one side and him the other, then that's got to be a positive step. I hope there's still a place for Washington because I think he obviously played a big part for us last year. But... Yeah, glad that it's over the line. And as you say, probably two or three more we're looking at now and, and then we're in very, very good shape for the season. Yeah, it's coming. It's starting to come together nicely. Obviously, funnily enough, we spoke uh, well, uh, spoke to Nigel after the game against, against Wimbledon and, and I did ask him, uh, you know, just, just uh, is there anything imminent? And obviously, it's, it's up to Nigel whether he wants to say anything and he didn't particularly want to give anything away on uh, Tuesday. Wanted to play his cards close to the chest, but he has always insisted there's stuff going on uh, behind the scenes. Um, you know, Tom said we're not entirely sure what the delay is. You know, we do know it is public knowledge because Charlie put it on his own Instagram that very sadly his father died quite recently. So I don't know if that played a part in that, but it would certainly make it a very strange time for a player to, to be doing a, a move. And obviously all our sympathies are, are with him in that case. But, um, you know, it, it, it it is a case that sometimes we do have to be a little bit patient. That you know, I said on Sunday's show, fans are a little bit concerned because we're not where we need to be yet. Hopefully, this is a step towards where we need to be and us arriving where we will be. Tom uh, Lewis, yeah, definitely. I mean, it's the it's the caliber of player that we should be looking for. Um, Charlie Kirk was obviously linked with us back in January, so it's obviously someone we've had an eye on for a while. Um, but yeah, you're right. I mean, it has been quite cagey recently. Um, surrounding transfers and squad depth and is the team ready to be competing at the top end of League One? Are we near enough to some of the other competitors in terms of transfers? Like I think we're trying to seek comparison in the likes of Ipswich Town and Wigan who have you know done a lot of business in this window, a lot of very good and impressive business. But I think you tweeted it out earlier really and I feel the same that I haven't really been underwhelmed by any of our acquisitions I'm really impressed with the business we have done I think they all bring something to the team I think it's clever recruitment I think that maybe our expectations with a new owner coming in first proper full summer window given that he came in late you know uh, late September last year when there was maybe a week or two left of that delayed transfer window when Thomas came in um, I think that maybe the expectation was there of a huge rebuild to happen overnight but it, that hasn't been the case but we did have some very good players here already so it's about hitting the right balance and recruiting smartly I mean Ipswich have spent all that money um, but they're going to take a long time to gel they lost their opening game of the season and they lost on uh, Tuesday night so you know for me I think that where yes a bit of patience is required because I think Rich Corley said something earlier in the window that the calibre of player we're looking at have championship you know options as well so we're finding it a little bit harder to to compete with championship clubs, which unfortunately that's going to be the case. But, you know, with Charlie Kirk coming in, that's a position I think we really lacked. And he's one of the the best people in the division in that position, given that his stats, as Tom mentioned, have been so good over 
last season. I think he notched eight eight assists last year when they'd come up from League One and 14 the year before in League Two, which when you've got a big striker like Jaden Stockley and another decent striker in Connor Washington to feed off and and play those chances through to, I think it's a, a recipe for real success. So, yeah, really happy with the business uh, today with Charlie coming in. And the business so far, as you said as well, I think has been pretty positive. Yeah, and, and, and coming back to Charlie uh, in particular, uh, Tom, you know, we've mentioned, you know, obviously the, the website stat is the, the 24 goals and 32 assists in league games over three seasons. Now, that's an, an incredible return. Obviously, you know, he, he was a key part in crew coming up from uh, from League Two. But I think you mentioned it earlier, the, the, the age of him and, and the age of some of these players that we've brought in. So what, Dobson's 23, 24, isn't he? Um, obviously, we know we know Stockley's a little bit older, but then we're, we're we're bringing in like a younger younger players. We're lowering the age of the squad, which is something that that was spoken about in in, in preseason and aim to do in a four year deal as well. My main bugbear of of uh, some of our transfer business over the last few years is that it's been short termism. You know, loans. Obviously, there's a lot of loans, and I'm sure there will be loans this year um, because you you do need those to sort of boost your squad. But you you need to build that base, and a four year contract for someone shows. I mean, he might not stay for four years. He might he might get offers from elsewhere in in a year or two's time. Who knows? But on paper, it means we're looking longer term, and that's how you build a squad with a backbone that lasts a little bit longer. Exactly right. And and if somebody does come in for him, as I said a bit earlier, that means they've got to spend a bit more money on, on taking him from us. So, yeah, I'm the same as you. Look, we've done this show. I think this is my sixth or seventh year, maybe more. But when you come up against it every single year and you're saying the same stuff every year, which is, well, that player's out of contract, that player's out of contract. And these are not, you know, also Rams or players who are coming off the bench. These are first teamers who've played pretty much every game of the season. And then we get to the end of that campaign and they've just won player of the year and we're going, right, well, they'll probably be off now. We're in a position now to to actually take control of, of our own destiny, if you like. And as I say, some of these players might still go if they have a good season, but at least we're going to get some money for them. And obviously the dream is that we keep hold of them for a little while. So, yeah, it, it, you know, it's frustrated me this week and I obviously made a bit of a tongue-in-cheek comment about it today or on Twitter, but some of the the backlash to the delays has has annoyed me because I said last week, we're not where we need to be. We do need a couple more. But I would argue the squad is already in a better position than it was last year. Um, and I know that that still wasn't quite enough to get us into the playoffs, but I'd argue we're in a better position than that. Lewis made the point about Ipswich and Wigan. Yes, they've bought a lot of players, but that doesn't just guarantee success um, either. So... I think we're in good shape and we're under a manager who knows this division, has got teams out of this division before. And I just, uh, it was a little bit, obviously people's, uh, obviously the the defeat on on Tuesday night isn't going to help, but people get a bit carried away. And I hope this has alleviated some of that concern. As I say, I still think we do need two or three more, but you know, if we got a left back in in loan, uh, I still feel we need maybe some centre back cover, probably another midfielder and probably another striker uh, unless Ronnie is going to come good. So, yeah, we do still need two or three more. But if we get those, we're in a very, very good position. And, and as you say, Thomas is looking at this long term. He made his commitment about that long term plan. He reiterated that in that interview he did with, I think it was with the fan advisor uh, last week. Um, so, yeah, I think we're in good shape and, and it might take a little while for these players to click. But you know, if we can start to get on a run, we've got those players there now that have the quality to to take us up the league very, very quickly. All right, let's hear from the gaffer, Nigel Adkins, then. Obviously, he's got his new acquisition uh, today, uh, and he was asked uh, by Terry during uh, the press day how he is feeling 
now that this signing is over the line? Really pleased. Steve Gallen, Jed Roddy, the owner. It's been a lot of work going on behind the scenes with many players and we're delighted that uh, Charlie's decided to come and join us. It's a long-term thing as well. We're trying to build something at the football club. And as you just highlighted there, he's got a, a very talented young man you know, who wants to improve, wants to get better. And we're delighted he's come to join us. Another fan to be desperate to see him. Quite a few fans will have seen him either against us or, or, or in other areas. Um, but bearing in mind, obviously, the personal situation recently is uh, set to be too soon or will he be figured? Uh, figured well, listen, he's, he's been at the training ground this afternoon. And uh, from our point of view, he'll be training with the players tomorrow. As you just said, there's been um, situations going on. We'll just take we'll just take stock of the whole thing. And uh, But from our point of view, we're delighted he's with us. And uh, he'll, be, he'll be wanting to play as quickly as he can. There we go. Obviously, Nigel Atkins uh, r- really pleased with that. And, and again, uh, Lewis, uh, you can see this. Obviously, we've we've played this certain formation for for the, I think the majority of the time that 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 Nigel's been here, if not all of the time. The four three three. Obviously, Stockley is our focal point, and then. I mean, how's that for a front three? Stockley, DJ on one wing, and now Charlie Kirk on the other. That's quite exciting, isn't it? A hundred percent. Yeah, it's a really, really exciting um, front three. Stockley obviously is a threat in the air, and we've seen already that he is just has been a fantastic acquisition. So that's another great bit of business um, in this window to get him back permanently. Um, had a really good game Saturday, given the armband. Really, really impressed me and led like a real captain. DJ, um, big fan of him and have been for a while, to be honest. And I really want him to do well this year. I think you've you've echoed this many a time that we we think he's going to have a big season this year. Um, he's just one of those unpredictable players, a little bit like Jonathan Lecco. Like he's got that sort of skill and game changing moment in him, but can also be a little bit frustrating and hold on to it too long. But sometimes that sort of like raw talent can be very dangerous and work in your favour. So. He's a really good acquisition as well. And, and seeing him now get some consistent game time this season will be good because he came in last year in the January window quite late on. And yeah, now the the acquisition of Charlie Kirk. I mean, as you say, a front three that we should be really, really happy with. And even what's behind it as well with, with Albie and George Dobson, as as you both mentioned earlier, and um, Sean Clare as well. A, a great set of midfielders with Gilby to come back into it. Jake. Forster Kasky eventually when he gets fit. Um, yeah, there's some real depth in those areas now. But yeah, like we say, there's a little bit more business to be done. Um, probably in the loan window, I imagine. But yeah, all in all, I, I mean, that front three is is something to be feared, really, isn't it? And hopefully we start seeing it pay off early. Obviously, um, coming back to Charlie, and we, and we did mention it earlier, he's, he's come into the club at a very difficult time for him personally. Um, so I, I guess that that will be part of what Nigel as the manager will, will have to do is is to keep, you know, I think Nigel mentioned just sort of taking stock of where Charlie is and, and sort of making sure that we don't force him into anything when he's not quite ready yet, Tom. Definitely, yeah. Um, and, you know, as I said about all of them, it, it might take some time to gel. But with him, absolutely, you've got to be patient. Um, you mentioned, obviously, the reason for the delay. That, that was something I, I was aware of, but didn't know if that was kind of the sole reason that this has taken taken a little while but obviously that's going to have an impact and and even if we take that side of things out of it just coming into a club late I don't know what his pre-season would have been like more generally so even from a footballing side it's it's going to take him a little while to get up and running but as I say we've got you know a very good player there in Connor Washington okay perhaps hasn't got the pace or the 
the ability to get past players in the same way. But, you know, he's scored goals for us and he's done well for us already. So there's nothing to say he won't be, be able to, to kind of carry us for at least a few weeks. So, yeah, uh, with all of this, we've just got to be... I think you used the phrase at the start and obviously it's... Uh, it's infamous in, in previous years, the, the word patient. Um, that's what we need to be. And there is still some of the transfer window left. We can still get loan signings in. So, yeah, let's just let's just wait and see. And let's not let's not rush into anything just yet. And let's we've said it probably every season we've done this show. Let's see where we are at Christmas. And that will really tell us. And before then, we just need to to see how the season starts to pan out, really. Yeah, certainly. Right, let's have a look at some of the tweets and emails that have come in. And I did ask for your views on the signing of Charlie Kirk. Ryan says, a great signing, giving him a four-year deal as well. Gives us an idea of Sangar's desire to hold down players. Uh, we just need to do uh, to do this uh, with the youth. Uh, then I'd be getting Deji Eleraway uh, uh, signed up as well. Yeah, I mean, that, that you know, to mention fans' concerns on, on, on Sunday show, Lewis, um, it, it, it's not like... Thomas hasn't put anything in, is it? You know, it's not like he hasn't gone out and, and, and uh, put in some sub- substantial money to the club, you know, to, to I mean, he, he talks about the 10 or 12 million, whatever it was at the start of last year that he wired over. And, you know, he's signed down players to, to long-term deals and, and he's paid money for players as well. You know, that's that's the one thing that I, I yeah, I, I never really, obviously I said people were concerned that we weren't there yet, but it's not like we're not willing to go out and buy players because we've seen it with Stockley, we've seen it with with the likes of DJ and we, we're seeing it with, with Charlie as well. Yeah, 100%. And I think maybe sometimes we forget about the stuff off the field that he's had to fork out for as well. Um, but yeah, I mean, fees have been spent on these, these three players alone in Stockley, Kirk and um, DJ. And decent fees as well. I mean, I think Kirk alone was something to do with a, a release clause wasn't it around half a million I think obviously the fee probably is undisclosed but I think it was around 500k um so that on top of what we would have paid for Stockley and DJ over the last what seven months or so is is investment he's tied down players to new deals as you say uh, and he's had to invest heavily off the pitch to bring the club back from near abyss so he is investing I think that what we see really from from some sides is it's a results thing with with football and we're we're comparing our position now to to other football clubs in our division that are investing heavily in the playing side but none of those clubs have really had to go through the rigmarole that we have excluding Wigan um to to come out the other side of it there's obviously a lot of work that was had had to be done behind the scenes um to keep us off the brink and he's done that i kind of look at it in two ways that we have a fairly competitive team now. Of course, there is business to be done. It'd be silly to to say that there isn't. But also, I'm just grateful that we've still got a club to support because this time last year, things were looking incredibly bleak. Um, so, you know, from, from one side, yes, would I like to see more investment in the playing side? Of course I would. You can never have enough. But also, it's a little bit like brought back down to reality that this time a year ago, we didn't even know if we'd have a club to support. So when you look at the progress over the last 12 months, it is incredibly positive. We've got a manager in that's got a great CV at this level and has got promotions at this level and will bring youth through. And we're already seeing it with some of these youth players being given a chance. Um, we're seeing Albie Morgan uh, given a bit of a different role and different praise from Nigel, um, you know, like openly praising him in post-matches about some of the play that Albie does. And he's going to give youth a chance. We have to accept that. But likewise, I want to see some investment, but let's just remember where we were 12 months ago and look at where we are now. 
Yeah, a few more tweets as well. Sam says, we've been crying out for another winger and a bit of pace. I'm very happy with that. Uh, Sam E would like to go and see us go and uh, get another crew player now, Pickering, uh, the left back. Martin says, hooray at last a signing. Uh, Phil says, it's great to see another winger join us. Hopefully the rest of the lads will start to look for both wingers. And when we get it out wide, we get crosses into the danger area. Stockley will only be effective if we get the ball into him. And Matt said it's a good sign and definitely needed left-sided players. There's still more to go, though, uh, with time running out. Some good players without clubs and a lone player uh, could be attracted from a Prem side like we have over the last few seasons. Kieran, great signing, as they all have been now. We just need a goalkeeper, a centre-back and a left-back. Uh, John says a stupendous signing. Think we need three more permanents uh, and a few loans. Uh, John Taylor says very pleased with this signing, but as crew fans will tell you, he needs an attacking left-back to tie up with, uh, and we don't have one as of yet. Gary says, hi guys, uh, welcome back. Uh, yeah, cheers Gary, hope you had a good summer. Uh, now we only need four or five more players. Uh, did the And then asked, did the pitch look like it was a bit heavy on Saturday? Well, yeah, I know um, Nathan, the groundsman, did mention he hadn't been too happy with how the pitch, I thought it looked a bit better on, on Tuesday actually, funnily enough. Uh, Stuart says, a very good signing, replaces Miller from last year, uh, which is one of the players we need to replace. And I guess Tom, I mean, I knew you were a massive fan of Liam Miller, uh, so you'll be pleased that we've got a new one. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, I think. Uh, yeah, it wasn't wasn't my favourite player. Let's say that. Well, he frustrated me. That was the problem because um, I agreed with you largely in in his ability to drive the team forward and get into those those final positions but, was look, brilliant. Those but, assist numbers that we've seen from Kirk over the last three seasons suggest he might have a little bit more end product. Exactly, exactly, and that's that's all that really was missing from from Miller. And to be fair, when we got him on loan, that was the first thing I said is, look, he's a youngster and we're going to need to be patient with him because that final ball might let him down. Before then um, not being patient with him. <laughs> yeah, before immediately dismissing him for his final ball letting us down. So, yeah, I think, look, same with Kirk. Obviously, those assist numbers, as you say, speak for themselves. Um, and uh, obviously, that could be the difference between, you know, five or six goals this season. And, and that could be huge. You know, it's fine margins. So... Yeah, I'm really excited to see him start playing for us, that's for sure. Yeah, Cass says, give the team five or six games to settle in and then we'll have uh, we'll be able to safely say that we have the best front three uh, in the league. It won't happen overnight, but it, when it does, boom. Uh, Tom says, they may as well give us the title already. David says, a fantastic signing. I hope that shuts up all the doubt in Thomas's uh, bring on Oxford. And then John says, the exciting thing for me uh, with this transfer window is not only the signing, but the signing of a young, exciting player with a four-year contract. A great addition to the team. Excited uh, for the season and any other additions. We've got some more emails, which we'll, we'll come to later on in the show as well. Um, but I mean, David, so David, uh, Pirate Bill there says, uh, you know, hopefully it will shut up some of the doubting Thomases. Um, Lewis, obviously, you know, we've referred to it a couple of times, not where we need to be just yet. Um, I don't think it will shut everyone up yet because we're not where we need to be just yet. But it, again, it's a step in the right direction as long as we can continue making these steps up until the end of the transfer window, then then I'm sure everyone will be happy. Yeah, 100%. I mean, you're never going to please everybody, are you? But given that it's a signing that people have been crying out for all window, someone that was linked last January, you know, that's a good bit of business over the line now and a, a player that's got good numbers at this level um, and in a position that we really needed. So that's a big box ticked, in my opinion. And, yeah, I mean, there have been some doubters because I think, as we've said, people probably wanted a more active window than they've seen. But we're not the only club in that position. There are a lot of teams in our in our league, especially, that are around us that haven't had an active window either. I mean, Sunderland have had an incredibly quiet window. 
that's another example of a team that you expect to be pushing for promotion. Um, it's only really Ipswich that have had this newfound investment that have, you know, I think Paul Cook let go like 20 something players over the summer. So they've had a huge rebuild uh, and Wigan, very similar position to us, but their their position dragged on a lot, a lot longer than ours did. So I think that really, like I said earlier, we, we have to take stock and what we've done over the last 12 months. Thomas has come in and and invested in areas that maybe we don't all see just in the public eye. But yeah, for all in all, <clears throat> yes, of course, we need some more players in. And that's that's keen to see because we've we've put ourselves to the limit every year with squad depth and, and that's a, an area that we've always needed to improve. So there's still, what, two or three weeks left of the window. So I'd expect to see a few more bodies come in before then. Um, so yeah, it's it's about being patient, as we said earlier. Three weeks left of the window. So I expect to see some more. Yeah. Now, I mean, let's talk about the, the squad itself then. So we, we, we've said, Tom, it's not finished yet. I think everyone knows that. Nigel knows that. We all know that. Um, I mean, first of all, I guess we could talk about the, the slightly differing managerial strategy uh, that, that we've seen from some people. But um, Nigel, I think I mentioned this on a different pod as well. Nigel obviously likes to play his cards a bit closer to his chest. And uh, on, you know, exa- perfect example, arguably on Tuesday when I did ask him about, about the signings. Uh, I said, was anything likely before the weekend or more likely after the weekend? And he just said, we will sign more players. And then did, when I just tried to clarify, what would you mean time-wise, like timeline-wise, he just said, by the end of the window. So obviously uh, decided to pay, play his cards close to his chest. It was remarkable, actually. Obviously we put out the quotes verbatim because we're not going to spin it or anything. We just say what he says. And, and people read into all sorts of things. Some people thought that meant that he was he's had enough and nothing's going to happen. But... Some managers just like to play their cards close to their chest. You know, you have to ask the question because he might want to turn around and say, oh, actually, we've got someone we're announcing tomorrow. But obviously, didn't want to do that. But uh, if I didn't ask that question, I guess people would say, why didn't you ask it? And now I do answer it. People say, oh, people look at Nigel deciding to play his cards close to his chest and thinking something must be wrong. But that's just the way some managers play it. Exactly. He's experienced, isn't he? He's done this for for a number of years. So, yeah, he knows how to play the game and... Look, we lost on Tuesday night and people are, are understandably annoyed about that. Uh, frankly, I didn't care. It's the League Cup. We weren't going to win it and the sooner we get out of it, the better. But um, yeah, people are obviously disappointed with what they deemed a lack of signings and obviously we're off the back of a defeat. So when you see a response like that, it's very easy to, to read too much into it. But you know, I'm sure behind the scenes, everything is going on pretty much as they'd planned maybe there's slight delays and there's a little bit of frustration there but as we've all said you look at all the players we've brought in they've improved the squad we've brought them in on good deals as well and they're a high caliber of player so yes we're not bringing in 150 players like Ipswich have but I also don't think we've lost the caliber of players that they have and I think as I said a little bit earlier for me the squad is far better than it was at the end of last season Um, you know Gilby and Forster Kasky injuries aside you'd look at that midfield and go, well, that doesn't need anything now. Um, we've got our two primary wide players. I would like some more back up there if we could get it, although Clayton has shown glimpses and Washington obviously can fill in that role. Uh, Stockley, as I say, it's very much about what Ronnie can do behind him. Um, and a left-back, really. I think Deji already has shown glimpses that he could be a backup. Pierce, I know, is is getting towards the end of his career. So maybe a centre-back and a left-back on loan uh, and maybe a striker and a, and a wide player. And then I think we're pretty much there. But as I say, it's all down to injuries now. I think the 11 that we put out 
in what we would deem our strongest eleven can easily compete with with uh, Ipswich and Wigan and anybody else in this division. And I'm not worried about anybody else now. Um, but obviously that strength in numbers isn't there, uh, and we know that injuries will come. We obviously had that card dealt pretty heavily in the last few seasons, so so it's there really that we need that support. And as Nafe said last week, you don't want to just go and chuck somebody in as a squad player for the sake of it. You want that backup to be as good so that you can just rotate in. Um, and so that's why we need to to take our time and make sure we get the right players through the door. Yeah. Is there any position, Lewis, that you think we really have to concentrate on now? You know, obviously there's talk about the left back being injured in Purrington. Uh, you know, someone suggested perhaps a left back might be where we want to look. Um, midfield, I think Thomas said we're, we're pretty heavy there now in midfield. Obviously the, the wide players, I do think we need another one, possibly a backup striker. I know Josh Davison, has done okay and looks like he's going to be involved a bit more in the squad this year. But I mean, he is, is he your backup striker or do you want another one? That, all, all those positions, what would, would you feel? Yeah, it's a strange, I mean, left back is the big one for me. I think that that's an area that needs covering. Um, and to be honest, a different, I mean, Ben Perrington is a good enough left back at this level, but he's not a very attacking left back. And I think we could do with someone that's a little bit more forward thinking a bit like, you know, Ian Martin was or, um, like Jada Silva, you know, that sort of left back that we've had previously. Um, midfield, yeah, I'd agree we're pretty heavy there now. Um, second striker, I think I think what we need is a different type of striker to what we have because Stockley, Washington and Josh Davison really are all sort of like these big target men strikers. I mean, Connor Washington's got the ability to be a little bit more of a of a second striker and run in behind and play out wide as well but almost like it's a bad comparison really but like a Carlin Grant sort of mould you know someone that's a little bit quicker that Stockley can knock the ball onto and they can run in behind I think I've seen DJ play there for Swindon previously so he could get dragged in but then you're short out on the on the um on the wings again so for me left back's the biggest um I would like to see another striker come in um and a, and a backup goalie as well because Ash obviously going out on loan um, up to Scotland. Um, we've just got um, Craig McGilvery there. So if anything, you know, for God forbid, touch wood, anything happens to him, um, we haven't really got that backup goalkeeper. Um, so we could do with getting somebody in in that position, I think, just in case. Uh, maybe someone a little bit older towards the back end of their career that can just come in and, and be happy sort of sitting on the bench and playing cup games when need be. But we, I think we need someone there just in case. But left back for me is the urgent one. I was disappointed we didn't have a look at Connor Ogilvy. Maybe we did, I'm not sure. But I, I like the look of Ogilvy. He's gone to Port, yeah, Portsmouth now. So that one's obviously done. But we'll see. For me, left back's the biggest one. Um, but yeah, I think there's a few positions that we could be filling between now and the end of the window. Mm, yeah, and, and a lot of people, I guess, will will start to try and compare us and look at other squads but I mean you mentioned it yourself Tom Ipswich and, and Wigan the, the, the two runaways I mean if we're going to get if we're all going to start judging everything right away well they haven't won a game yet either exactly yeah and that's why we just need to wait and see now um, you know I don't know how exactly how long the transfer window is left but when that closes that's your squad uh, obviously maybe a couple of loans in and then let's see at Christmas you know we started last season brilliantly well with obviously those all those clean sheets in, when was it, October, November time, and then fell off a cliff. Uh, championship season, we started pretty well. What was it, 15 points from our first six games or something? Um, we were right up there and then and then dropped off with injuries. So, 
you just don't know how it's going to be at all. We were, you know, a whisker away from making the playoffs last year. And I think arguably we all pretty much accepted it it wasn't a good season. So to be that close there, and as I say, I think our squad is now in a better position, albeit obviously other teams have changed as well. I think we're in we're in brilliant shape. I, I stand by what I said last week. I think playoffs is, is where we should expect to be. Um, and there's no reason we can't get there. So... Yeah, let, let's just wait and see now. Let's not panic. You know, if we if we were to lose to Oxford at the weekend, it doesn't mean that it's because we didn't get a, a left back in or something like that, or you know, we're gonna get relegated. We've just got a got to look at the slightly bigger picture, like Thomas is doing. Look at the longer term plan, and of course, we all want to get promoted this year, and I think it's it's very much possible that we will do so. Yeah, I'm certainly not too worried. Excellent stuff. Right, let's have a quick break. When we come back, we will have a chat about that AFC Wimbledon Cup game. Uh, In the week, we're also going to, of course, look ahead to Saturday's trip to the Cassam Stadium to take on Oxford United. Millions of people have lost weight with personalised plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Cullen trying to take his man on. Chip ball back across, Bowers there, pierces there, Bowers with a header, and it's Joe! Yes! 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 Oh, he's gone! Oh, Patrick Barr! You absolute German beauty! Woo! Dream lads! Joe has scored! With seconds remaining! We've done it all! Get in! Come on! What a time to be here! Here at Wembley! Welcome back to Charlton Live. This is the big match preview. We've been discussing the exciting news that Charlie Kirk has signed a four-year deal at the Valley after his arrival from uh, Crew Alexandra. We've had your tweets and emails in that. But we've got one more, actually, that I should share from Michael now uh, on the Kirk signing. It says, uh, it's bang on the Sandgard strategy. I think we needed this today to quiet the panic on the CAFC hashtag. Sandgard has consistently spoken about a strategy to bring in young, talented players that we can further improve. All three out players... Uh, now completely uh, there are completely new faces to the valley are bang on that brief Dobson's 23 Claire is 24 Kirk is 23 all three will be in our starting 11 and our three years uh, and all three are yet to peak in their careers uh, quality over quantity and if this is a standard continuing to be set it bodes well for the coming weeks particularly with four-year agreements being made as per Louis's tweet earlier no underwhelming signings next and yeah that's I mean that's the point we've made um, about uh, you know players staying here a little bit longer. Now, one other thing, obviously, that's been frustrating, other than over the last few years, other than players leaving quite soon after they've arrived, 
is the fact that we haven't really held on to young players, perhaps as, as well as some fans might have wanted to. It's always been a policy uh, that we uh, that we play our youngsters, and, and and we saw a hell of a lot of that uh, on uh, Tuesday in the League Cup. Now, unfortunately, we don't have any highlights of the game. I don't think there were too many highlights to listen to, uh, but we were beaten one 0 by AFC Wimbledon. Uh, the goal sort of come in midway through the first half for the Dons, but we, uh, you know, possibly wasn't the greatest of performances in terms of creating too many chances. Certainly, only one shot on target, which came from Josh Davison, but it was, you know, a, again a chance for some some of the youngsters to make the debuts. Deji Elawere, uh made his debut, as did Jacob Roddy at left-back and Charles Clayton made his first start for the side. They were the positives that Nigel took from it, which we'll hear uh, his views on it in a minute. Uh, but the, the game overall, Lewis, not classic, not not the most inspiring of performances, considering, obviously, we did make a lot of changes, though, as well. Yeah, it wasn't great, was it, to be honest? I mean, I, there were a few displays that impressed me. I think um, Deji Elawere is a is a real exciting talent again only 17 so uh, I don't really expect him to be coming into the first team this year because he's so young um, but really impressed me um, I thought Josh Davison did well I think he battled well um, held the ball up had a, a fairly decent chance where the keeper made the save um, but looked quite threatening um, but really yeah I, it kind of highlighted where we are short I think Um because at the moment, you know, you don't you don't mind so much with a cup tie because, I, you know, we're not a cup team, are we? Let's be honest. We, we never have been. Um, so to go out of the cups, not the not the biggest issue. I think for me, it's that the players that I wasn't overly impressed with on uh, Tuesday, the ones that would be coming in as an impact as a sub in a game. Uh, and none of them really did anything for me, to be honest. Um, I think that Albie played OK but didn't have much on. I think Sean Clare did okay. Um, but apart from that, I mean, I was quite disappointed with how we defended, especially their goal. I think it was a little bit sloppy, leaving the man alone. But, you know, it's one of those things. It's a cup game. We we move on and, and focus on the league, really. It's, uh, you know, Charlton and cup runs don't go together, as I say. So I think it's just something we've got to just brush under the carpet and move on from and focus on a, a big game against Oxford on Saturday. Yeah, do you read too much into the performance, Tom? I mean, one of the things, obviously, on on Saturday against Sheffield Wednesday was that for where where I felt we were the better side and and had the the territory, uh, if nothing else, um, and put together some nice moves. Obviously, we didn't really force a a shot on target. I think Albie could have done a bit better with a couple that he had against Sheffield Wednesday, whereas on Tuesday, again, actually forcing efforts on goal wasn't really our forte. We only had the one Josh Davison uh, who who brought the ball down and, and, and fired a shot of goal that was well saved by uh, Zanev and, and tipped over the bar. Um, do you read too much into it? The, the fact that we're not creating these chances yet? Is it is it something that we'll need to gel? Is the fact that we haven't got our full squad yet? I think it's a combination. None of None of that worries me. No, I think, again, looking at the slightly bigger picture here and looking at pre-season, uh, the games I've been to, I think we've moved the ball nicely against some fairly good opposition in some of those games. Um, and, you know, we have created chances in those games. Maybe we haven't scored three or four in a lot of them, but those chances have been there. So, no, I, I followed the game on, on Tuesday and obviously the result is disappointing. Whatever I say, you obviously want Charlton to win every game. But if we're going to have a bit of a, a poor game, then let it be the, the cup. Um get get it out of the way and yeah I, I think chances will come even at the weekend as you say Morgan didn't stick chances away but 
Stockley on another day puts that header away in the first half. A couple of those Morgan chances he should have done a lot better. So, you know, it's no exaggeration to say we could have gone and won that game 3-0. So the chances were there on Saturday. We just didn't take them. And, and yes, there were less chances Tuesday. But as you say, we'd rotated the squad and, and we are going to have off days. So, no, I'm not particularly worried. I think the goals will come and, and I think we've got the firepower in there. As we said, I think we still need a couple more up there. But... You know, if DJ Kirk and and Stockley are playing, if Clayden Washington and uh, are coming on uh, to take those places, then you know I'm comfortable enough that we're going to score. We're going to score goals this season. So no, I'm not too worried. Mm, yeah, I mean, uh, Albie Morgan's been a name that's been mentioned a, a couple of times. He's probably been one of our most involved players over the two games, if that makes sense. Obviously, he had the the two big chances against Sheffield Wednesday, and I thought on, on Tuesday, Lewis, he was literally all over the place. Every time the ball seemed to be anywhere, Albie Morgan seemed to be there and he did some really nice things. There was a, a drop of the shoulder that, that sat a defender on his backside in the first half and, and then across there was a, a superb uh, sort of counter-attack in the second half with a, a couple of raking passes. Then he did some things that you know weren't quite as as, as good as he'd be hoping for but he, he's certainly been a busy bu- busy player this uh, th- this preseason. There was one lack of concentration actually where a, a really soft foul was given against uh, against uh, I can't remember which one of our lads but Albie Morgan went over to remonstrate with the referee and just left his mark left the man who was marking so Wimbledon just played it short to him so a, a tiny concentration lapse there but you know we, we all know about the potential we all know what we want to see from him this season. Yeah definitely I think we've mentioned before about him being sort of in and around it for the last couple of seasons. Obviously broke through in that promotion winning campaign um and played, you know, really well in those play in the first playoff leg. Was a bit involved in the championship but had that loan spell, didn't he, at Ebbsfleet and came back. For me, he's someone that's really impressed me every time he's played, to be honest. There 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 was like open criticism of him from Boya when he was here, um, about the defensive side not being there, which, you know, is is in some instances yes it's true but he's still only 21 years of age I mean for someone that's been involved in our sort of everyday squads for the last what three and a half seasons almost two two or three seasons for me I think he's performed really well and I'm glad that he's been given that big squad number this year I think it's a, a real statement of intent that this is his season do you know what I mean it feels natural that this should be his his big season where he he really comes into it and uh yeah there's been signs so far that I've been really really impressed with I mean pre-season I think of against Fulham I thought he played really well um I wasn't at the game Saturday but it sounds as if he had some really positive moments against Sheffield Wednesday and there as you say there in that cup game was everywhere um you know doing what he needed to do defensively and attacking but yes at 21 years of age he's still going to make some of those little silly mistakes but that will come with experience uh so for me I think you know, Albie this season, it's got to be a big one for him. And I think that Nigel sees him as a big player. I think the the intent given him the number 10, um, for me, I think he's going to be a, a real, you know, permanent fixture in that starting 11. And I'm really excited to see what this season holds for Albie. Excellent stuff. Right, let's have another break. When we come back, it'll be time to turn our attention to Saturday's trip up to the Kassam Stadium.
ball again and Gunter doing exactly that almost gets the ball off the loose doesn't know where it is Williams picks it up and AK in the box can he touch it the swords he can he yes it first goal for the Alex and it's a stormer what a finish from the new boy Charlton Live Right, welcome back to the final part of Charlton Live, the big match preview. Saturday, we make our first away trip of the season in uh, the league to uh, Kassam Stadium. I mean, it's, it's a massive day for supporters, Tom, because it's the first proper away day we've gone on now in, in 18 months. The last time we were away from home with supporters, I mean, it wasn't a great one, but we got beaten. I think it was the one we must we got beaten 4-0 at Huddersfield. Uh, so hopefully this one will be a bit better. But I mean, it's about getting on the train and, and having a few tins and, and, and going to the pub and doing whatever the, that we haven't done for so long. Yeah, I was there that day. It wasn't a lot of fun, I have to admit. Are you um, going Saturday? No, I'm continuing my good form this season. I've got a music festival Saturday. So I'm just, that's I'm just one hoping that, that means that we, like you, you maybe you're some sort of Jonah or something. Maybe, yeah, we'll we'll see. But no, I will be back at the Valley for, is it Wigan the following week? So finally I'll get to see the team. But um you're right, yeah. Obviously, away days, it's a, I don't know, a rite of passage. I don't know what you'd call it, but there's there's something special about it. As you say, the early starts and meeting up and, and having a drink on the train and, you know, going to a, a new place, a new stadium, you know, all of that is part of it. And whilst the Kassam isn't going to blow people's socks off in terms of what it's like as a stadium, you know, it's just, it's always vocal. It's always loud. We always take a lot of people and, yeah, it's going to be great for those that that are going. I can't wait to start doing some away days later this season as well. So, yeah, and unfortunately, it's not a place we've had a good record at recently, I don't think. And obviously, we haven't got a, a brilliant record against them. Uh, I know we beat them at the start of last season, didn't we, under that good run I was talking about earlier. But apart from that, I can't remember when we last beat them. It, it was a while ago. So that obviously concerns me a little bit, but it would be nice to, you know, get one over Carl, wouldn't it, and and kick this season off a little bit because I think we showed glimpses in that game against Sheffield Wednesday and against a team that I think are going to be up there towards the end of the season. But as you said earlier, obviously didn't get the ball in the back of the net. So, yeah, if we could kick on and get three points on Saturday, it would just go that little step further to kind of alleviating any fears that everybody still does have about this season. So, yeah, it's going to be an exciting day for sure. Well, let's get some team news and hear Nigel Adkins' thoughts ahead of the game. Now, on Tuesday, I did ask Nigel for an update uh, on Ronnie Schwartz, Alex Gilby and Ben Purrington. Uh, Gilby won't be uh, available for a couple of weeks yet. Um, Purrington's running better. We're hoping maybe at the end of next week he joins back in training. And Ronnie trained with the under-23s today. Um, we had a couple, he did some running sessions and he had a footballing session. So he's progressing his level of fitness, which is important. Do you think he's getting closer, all, all three of them, to, to being involved again then? Or? Well, we need to get them. We need every, every player available as soon as possible. We're a small group of players. You can see where we are. This is our squad. Um, but what we've got is a, is a hard-working group who want to improve and... Um, and we've got a good, a good culture that will allow them to improve. So that's the latest on the team news. And then today in the press day, Terry asked Nigel to have a look ahead to the game on Saturday. And we're all looking forward to the weekend's game. We've got a big week coming up. We've got Oxford away, then we've got MK Dons away, and then we've got Wigan at home. So it's a big week coming up. Um, three good games. We want to get that momentum. But we know they're all tough games. That's what a division this is, by the way. Every game is going to be tough. Not going to be any any easy games whatsoever. So we're all going to be on it. But what I do know is we've got an honest, hard-working, committed group of players 
who have got quality as well. They're all coachable. They all want to improve. And I'm sure over the course of the season that will that will continue to to go. Yeah, so you have tough games and we're off to the consent on Saturday now. If you look at the paper, Oxford have lost 11 players. A couple of left players, a couple of uh, contract players, a couple of signings as well. So on the face of it, they look a little weaker, but you can't go by them. This will still be a tough game. That heavy game's going to be tough. You can't look at that whatsoever. And games aren't played on paper, as we all know. <laughs> so it's, you go out there, again, every game is tough. Expectation levels are always going to be high. You've got to earn the right, you know. And what I know is we've got a group of players who are totally committed to each other, the cause for the football club, you know, the community that we've got. Everyone's, you can sense the, feel, the feeling that everyone wants to help each other. It's great, you know. There's a, good, there's a real positive vibe around the players and the staff that we've got. As I said, at the, at the game at the weekend, the Valley was bouncing. So uh, we've all got to, it's a long season. We've all got to stick together with it and be excited by it. And of course, it's not just at the Valley. We've got two away games coming up. Oxford and UK uh, straight after each other. And it looks like we're very close to it. We haven't already uh, sold out on our allocations for both of those games. So away support as well will be, uh, we'll be following the Alex for the first time in, in a good while. That'll be important. Job. Well, it was. We had a good following when we played Fulham for the pre-season game. They made a lot of noise. And you quite often find that it was, it was a great atmosphere at the Valley. You quite often find when you go away from home, you've got your supporters in a closer-knit um, part of the stadium. Uh, we make a lot more noise as well. So I'm looking forward to the, the fans getting behind us. What they'll know is the players will be hardworking. They'll be committed. like to think we'll, we can see there's an organisation about what we do. If a mistake happens, it'll be an honest one. No one needs to make a mistake, but we'll learn from that. And our endeavour will be doing everything we can to go win a game of football and put a smile on supporters' faces. There we go, full of the joys of spring as always. Uh, Nigel Atkins there looking ahead to the game. Plenty of uh, excitement uh, in his voice as we as we look ahead to this one. And, and, and you can see why. I mean, it, it, as you see the squad starting to come together, and we've already spoken about the excitement of going to an away game for for a long time. It started. You're starting now to look at is this a chance to go and get go and get three points? And if we can get that three points, how much of a a boost and a kickstart to the season it will be, Lewis? Yeah, it will be. I mean, again, against a side that probably are going to be up there come the end of the season. You know, Carl's done a good job since he's gone there. Um, they were in the playoffs last year, didn't perform overly well. Um, but they're a team that's always in and around it. The last few seasons, they've always kind of been on our tail. Um, and yeah, it'll be a tough test, obviously, away from home as well. As you say, first away day for a lot of people. Um, I'm going up there Saturday and I cannot wait. I think it's going to be be brilliant but Oxford will also be boosted because it'd be their first game back at the at the Kassam for a while as well so it, it'll be a really good tough contest we know how how Carl plays the likelihood of him lining up a 4-2-3-1 is probably quite high um but you know it's it's going to be a real a real tough test and as we related to earlier I don't think our record at the Kassam is is that great over the last few seasons. I think we, we drew there nil nil last season, I think, and we lost there. I remember on Good Friday when we were pushing for automatic promotion in League One last time round. So uh, I don't think our record there is overly great. Um, when I've been there before, we've lost. But, you know, as you say, a big occasion for a lot of people, um, a great away day for everyone. It's going to be a really special occasion. Obviously, I missed Saturday. So for me, this is uh, this is my first game back with a full crowd. 
Uh, and I'm really, really excited. And uh, yeah, a real tough test for us. Generally surprised. I'm seems to be the only one going to games these days. I thought I thought you'd all be buzzing. <laughs> but, um, yeah, the, the the match itself, and obviously looking at Oxford, um, you know, I know, I know people don't like to admit it, but Carl's done a good job there. Uh, I think playoffs was it playoffs last two seasons, and obviously unable to quite to take the next step. Um, as I think we heard from Terry in, in the press day, they, they've lost a few players. There's been a bit of turnover, um, but it still be it will be a tough test. You know, a, a Carl Robinson Oxford side. Is is a is a decent team. It tends to be. Yeah, they're definitely not. Uh, never easy to roll over. I don't remember too many times us getting getting battered by opposition when he was in charge of us. You'll probably prove me wrong now and say that we did. But yeah, it's going to be a tough test, as you say. He set. You know, we know how he sets up. Although my understanding is that he has tried a couple of other formations when he's been there, uh, and he's got that consistency with them in terms of getting them into the playoffs. So. It's going to be a tough game for sure, as as we've all said. The record there isn't great. Um, it's a shame Ronnie's not going to be available because I'd I'd love him to come on and score there because it was him that missed the penalty, wasn't it, or had his penalty saved? It was a decent save from the keeper uh, last season. So, but it seems unlikely from what Nigel said that he's going to be quite ready. But yeah, uh, you know, I, I've said it three, four seasons that we've been in League One. We go there with confidence. We shouldn't fear them. As I said earlier, the squad is is good now. Um, and if we can just make those couple of tweaks that means, you know, we take one of those chances, then there's every chance we could take all three points. So, uh, yeah, I'm uh, as I say, obviously can't be there uh, personally, but I'll be following it for sure. And and yeah, just excited to have regular football back now, really. Yeah, email's just coming from Phil Hall and he says, Charlie Kirk, a good addition to the squad and hopefully he'll slot straight in. Uh, good to see a four-year contract as well. Let's hope he gets plenty of the ball and provides good service to Jaden and others as well as notching a few goals on his own. And then Ben Carter looking ahead to the uh, to the game says, Hi, Charlton Live, love the pod. Uh, what's your views on the Oxford away following? I believe we've been given uh, 1,700 tickets. There's still some 400 left. It's embarrassing. Surely first away trip of the season. 50 minutes on the train from London. Big uh, session with the lads. How comes it's not sold out? It's a joke. Cheers up the Mendes. <laughs> what's a good way to sign off an email, Ben? Cheers. Um, well, I, I haven't seen the ticket sales. I know that if you do want your tickets, it's, the club have just announced that they're not selling them uh, on the day at Oxford now. So you need to get down to the Valley um, early doors uh, on Friday. They're only going to be on sale until 11 a.m. So make sure you, you get down there uh, as soon as possible. Or at least have a look at the, the, the ticket in website in case you'll be able, be able to buy it online. But keep an eye out for that. If you want to buy a ticket and you listen to this pod and you haven't bought it yet, buy it straight away because you're going to run out of uh, of time. I mean, surprise, I mean, I don't think either of you two could talk because you've not been going to games. But Lewis, obviously you are co-game Saturday. Are you surprised that we haven't sold out? I guess people have probably got a little bit out of the habit and also we need to remember we, we are the other side of a pandemic where not everyone has a lot of money nowadays yeah I, I mean obviously yeah I'm going which I, I'm looking forward to but yeah I think it's one of those things some people as well remember aren't overly comfortable with with that yet you know we've set aside a certain area at the valley for people that want to wear masks and things like that so bit maybe traveling up on public transport from London into into Oxford and sitting in a crammed away and isn't for everyone at the moment you know for for a lot of us yes we've missed it I mean for me I've I've missed it horrendously for the last year 18 months but some people will still will still be a little bit wary and maybe a little bit worried about the COVID situation so you do have to respect everybody's view on things um a following of you know what's it going to be about 1300 I think if there's 400 left which is is going to be pretty decent will make plenty of noise um 
and yeah, and also impressive numbers for for MK on the Tuesday as well. So I think yeah, you know what, it would be great to sell it out. Of course it would, but at the same time, we're in a world now where you kind of have to accept that some people might not be that comfortable with with being back in, in big crowded places just yet. And if that's their decision, then then that's fine. But whatever number of people go there on Saturday, I'm sure they'll be singing loud and proud, uh, me included. Excellent stuff. Right, we've run out of time then on this week's a big match preview. Really looking forward to the game at Oxford uh, on Saturday. Don't forget, we'll be back on Sunday evening with another podcast to look back at that Oxford game. We'll have the highlights. We'll have uh, Nigel's reaction to any of my stupid questions, that sort of stuff. And we'll have your reaction to the game as well. So email us studio at charltonlive.co.uk or tweet us at charltonlive. Also, go ahead and follow Charlton Live on Instagram. We're revamping our Instagram page. Make sure you get on there for a few pictures and, and clips and, and what not uh, hopefully you enjoy that right thank you to tom and to lewis for joining me on this week's big match preview cheers mate cheers mate see good you to speak to you both see you up there saturday lewis i'll probably see you in a few months time tom uh, good to have you on the show right uh, i've been louis meadows thanks for listening and we'll see you again on sunday Lovely stuff. Nice one. What music festival are you going to, Tom? Uh, It gets worse. It's in Crystal Palace. (laughs) Um, Where where is it? It's uh, it's called South Facing Festival. Uh, Is that the one that's in like the Crystal Palace and it's got like a? It's in the bowl, yeah. yeah, Yeah. So it's Dizzy Rascal this Saturday, and then it's the streets next week. But obviously, because we're at home, I can go straight after the game, so I can actually go. But, oh, there we go. I don't but, know. I think but you, I just you can, forgot. but you won't. You're just gonna go. You're gonna go to the concert anyway. Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads.